0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. The show notes are included in the summary for each episode. Notes can be accessed from the mobile marketing podcast link at the top and bottom of the research.com website. If you like the podcast, please take a moment to help us out. Rate and review us on your preferred medium. We are currently available on iTunes, Google Play Podcast, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Thank you. <laughs> Hey there, and welcome to the latest episode of Mobile Wallet Marketing Made Easy, the podcast that helps you navigate the ever changing landscape of mobile marketing.
1: Have you ever poked around the internet on a large scale? There's a lot more to it than meets the eye. And talking about eyes, have you seen the latest emojis in your DMs? What's that all about? That's today on the podcast. Hi, I'm Hazel Fruitman.
0: And I'm Kim Stewart, and welcome to another episode of the podcast in this brave new world. Um, Gosh, Hayes, I know that in addition to your past 25 years
1: on the internet, you've been spending some serious time poking around lately. Uh, That's right, I have. I have. Uh, You know, now that my son's at home, um, you know, every day is a challenge keeping him continually interested in something or other. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're doing like a histor- historical figure per day. Um, you know, I get a page off Wikipedia, he reads that. You know, and that has led me into, Wikipedia has led me into finding out about different, you know, internet maps of what's going out out there. And the latest in emoji dominance.
0: Yeah, you know, it's absolutely insane how much bandwidth usage is up right now. I mean, we're using Zoom. We won't even get started on poor Zoom. I like them, but we have a very specific thing that we use them for, and we're not doing like public meetings where people jump in with their crazy stuff like we hear about. Um, Although oddly enough, I did have such a bandwidth issue the other day. I was trying to send somebody a text message and I wanted to use a... Uh, animated GIF in it, and I couldn't actually get enough bandwidth at that moment for the animated GIF options to load on the phone, really? so I, yeah, it was pretty freaky, um, you know, and the one thing I will say right now, you know, people are awfully touchy, like, you can't say anything without somebody getting offended, so it kind of seems to me that if we don't basically emoji the daylights out of everything then the people who aren't used to the tone and tenor of online or remote conversations, they tend to
1: get offended a lot more easily. Yeah, definitely. I, I see that. I see that. And yeah, our usage has definitely gone up as well. Streaming and video chatting with friends and online lessons, it's all taken a toll. So yeah. are you guys on online lessons already? Um, he, yes, These. Yes, he does have he does have a couple, yeah, how's that going? It's okay. <laughs> it's going i I mean, I'll just say, you know years ago,
0: many years ago now, uh, I tried that for Eli at one point when he did not want to go back to boarding school, and I didn't want him to go to Venice high school, okay, and it um it was a lot more of a struggle. That I had expected it to be. So I definitely feel for you and every other parent who now has a child who's not
1: going back to school before the end of the school year. Yeah, that's like everyone. <laughs> but yeah, there's they have online lessons nowadays. Everything's recorded, so you can play back. Um, You're able to do you know drawing pad, art pad, that kind of thing, text pad. So that helps as well. The tools involved with with video. But yeah. And, you know, with a lot of poking around that I'm doing, and, you know, I've come across more stuff in Emojiland, um, you know, there's some interesting maps out there uh, about the internet, um, you, know, the, you know, how we've connected uh, since, really since 2012 has changed on two fronts, uh, you know, through mobile penetration, um, and now with 5G taking over, which we know is a whole other conversation. Um, and also with, uh, with, fi- with fixed broadband penetration as well. And that's where stream- streaming video, streaming quality has really taken off. Um, and with it, you know, the IP addresses. Do you like, well, actually know, I don't
0: mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I read the other day that 30% of America still does not have
1: a reliable broadband internet connection available. Yes. Yes, because it's, it's not an essential. It's not like electricity or water. Well, if kids are going to have to use it to go to school, then it really should be considered if an essential, in my opinion. It should be. It should be, and I'm sure that's – I know that that's coming, I'm sure. I'm sure. And with internet mapping, I mean, did you know that globally that there's like six companies hold all the IP addresses out there?
0: I do. I actually understand how blocks are assigned and numbered and so on and so forth. Yes, I I do know that. (laughs) Yes,
1: I know you do. (laughs) I know you do. I know that others might not find this interesting, but you do. And, you know, the architecture for IP addresses have changed. Um, You know, we have an IPv4 when we all started, at least when you and I started. And it's moved on to IPv6, um, and engineers knew this was coming, and they developed a long-term solution to work on it. Um, And what else have I come across?
0: Well, you know, this idea that IPv6 is going to solve all of our IP address problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, when IPv4 was actually implemented, that was supposed to solve all of the problems going forward as well. So we will, I suppose, see how long it takes for us to overrun the IPv6 problem. And it may not be in a lack of numbers, but it may be in a situation where the changes to things like BGP, router tables, stuff like that becomes the bottleneck. I can see that. So and see I it. also find that interesting. But then again, you know, for 20 plus years,
1: the only way that I've worked is online. So. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. And so, you know, like, you know what I'm going to mention next, don't you? Go ahead. All right. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk, you know, the next this is the TLDs. The You know, when we first started, it was .coms. Everyone needed a .com, a .net. .org were the big three and since then they've, you know, they've just .cc and .tv and all of these different TLDs Yeah, well, okay, so there's two things
0: right there that I'll say number one is yeah There were the three but there were also all the country specific ones So those have been around, you know, like .uk, .au, stuff like that. Those have been around from the very beginning which okay. is why you can actually end up with a .co.nz or a .co.uk or a .com.uk, et etc. et cetera. Um, there was, and this probably was, I'm going to say, maybe a year prior to you guys kind of coming into the internet space where we used to work. Um, There's a guy named Robin Nixon. He is a British guy. He's a genius. He wrote a lot of the, do you know what, you you know what O'Reilly is? The company, the publishing company that does all, yeah. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so Robin Nixon wrote several of the previous and current O'Reilly books about JavaScript. Okay. He is the undisputed king of JavaScript in the world. He was the guy who no matter what other people say, actually invented the JavaScript for the pop-up. Uh-huh. And at mm-hmm. one point there was a an alternative TLD system that he was pushing and yeah. I remember spending like a whole entire weekend me and pretty much everybody else on the internet Mm -hmm. in our part of the internet back then frantically registering all of these domains with all of these TLD endings that were literally anything you could think of could be a TLD. So if you wanted to have hazel.fruitman as your personal domain name, it was all doable. And, you know, so at the time that all hinged on getting people to make a, change to the dns settings in their computers and what that did interestingly enough um in a little history of the internet there were several people who figured out that if you could get away for the common everyday aol user or whatever to download this little piece of software you could then control the DNS on their computers. And... I believe it. Well, that was the only way that an alternate TLD would work because it's the way that TLDs work. I mean, it all comes back to how your DNS is set up and what you use to control all of your DNS on your computer. And so all of the malware that was like super popular back in, you know, the 2001 to 2003, maybe 2005 time frame, Sure. Um, that, that all kind of arose because maybe four or five people that we knew back then kind of got onto that bandwagon and then other people who were not involved in that section of the internet saw this happening and they kind of all jumped onto the bandwagon. So th- that's like one of those weird little things about when this became an original idea versus here we are 22 years later, (laughs) 22 years later where all of a sudden, yeah, you can have a dot design or a dot, whatever you want. Dot dot life, dot style. Yeah. All that stuff. And you know, for, for the longest time, the people who spend a lot of time and a lot of money investing in dot coms and dot orgs and dot nets, have tried to play down the idea that anything other than a dot-com is worth anything. Right. Um, So now that I've gotten completely off track for what we're actually supposed to be talking about, uh, we could go
1: back to your train of thought. (laughs) No, that that was a a great little lesson (laughs) of the internet. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, it's we're go, we're going back. It's kind of related. We're doing you know mapping out the internet, so you're mapping out the TLDs and how that started, and you know we're going back to emojis now. All right, so you know I was looking why I keep going back to emojis. That it's just exploding out there. Did you know there was an Emojipedia? Well, okay. So
0: actually, until you sent me the outline for today's episode, I did not know there was an Emojipedia because, you know, just like Facebook and a few other things, I was a very late adopter of emojis. I did not actually find them to be worth it. Um, I still think that in a lot of cases, they're kind of a waste of time, but I certainly know that when I'm scrolling through Instagram, it's so much easier to do a comment that's just emojis that it is actually type out a type comment. Out anything. Yes. So laziness is the mother of invention in my case.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are so many out there and there's some popular ones. There's a list, they're listed by category. It's listed by popularity. Um, it, you know, like if you were to look up red heart, you know, like those red hearts, emojis,
0: I do. I I spent some time doing a little bit of searching in the Emojipedia, and some of those, the definitions or the usages are really funny, and I don't think they're actually indicative of the way that some of them are being used, but back to you.
1: That's true. That's true in in all those cases, Um, you know, but like the little red heart, so it shows what a red heart is, the meaning behind it, how it's displayed, um, you know if there's similar ones that exist on and if they're available on different platforms different colors that kind of thing and it shows their unicode um and how far back the emoji goes so like a red heart started as a heavy black heart emoji which predates the current ones so it's you know it's gone back since 1993 before they came out with the red heart in 2015, you know, and the same kind of thing, the smiling heart, the smiling face with the hearts on it. I mean, it has like a descriptor of what that is, you know, a yellow face with smiling eyes, a closed smile, rosy cheeks, you know, it shows that it was, it's called a smiling face in does in apple, you know, it shows it's been around since 2018, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, please. Who has time? To catalog all this shit, yeah. To <laughs> catalog all this, and it's not just an Emojipedia. There's other ones out there, which I'm sure you'll tell us about.
0: Well, the reason that I'm going to be able to tell you about them is because you sent me a couple of them. One is Emoji Dictionary, and the other one is Get Emoji, and I know that you can, oh bitmoji oh my god did you not mm-hmm. mention bitmoji isn't that the one where you can make up the emoji of yourself doing shit I, I yeah
1: yes you can you can
0: um you know i'm reading all kinds of stuff all day long especially now that we're like basically trapped in our houses reading stuff all day long and That's right um, So <laughs> we got here <laughs> Seriously, don't get me started anyway. So yeah, like I I see things where it's like, oh, it's okay to use these in business and personally i think that the jury is still out on that like if, if we were to send somebody like a formal proposal or something no i wouldn't litter it with emojis but when somebody sends us a question about something and we have to answer it yeah i'm I'm fine with throwing like emojis in there you know to give them some encouragement or to you know make them realize when we're being serious versus not or whatever um you know like forbes inc etc They're all kind of, I guess, about it. But then I look on their magazine sites and their websites and they're not really even using them. So, I mean, I I don't know. Um, I do think that sentiment comes across faster and better with emojis, especially for, again, going back to people who don't have a history of understanding that, just because a reply seems like it's terse, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is a terse reply or a negative reply. You know, there's always been that whole thing about, oh, do you put a period at the end of a sentence in a text or a DM or whatever? So, I mean, I, you know, what, what do little things mean? So, yeah, I guess the more disconnected that we get from each other, and when people are not face to face you know whether that's face to face in person or which i guess face to face in a person wearing surgical masks would kind of take away a lot of the facial stuff that people get um so yeah i mean there's like there was an article they sent me in science direct to have a look at and uh yeah have you ever really like
1: who approves these emojis I mean yeah well yeah I mean like yeah I can actually tell you that because I actually researched that when I went down this rabbit hole okay (laughs) yeah you know this is like
0: I I, want to hear about this I mean you know I know there was like I do not keep up with kids' movies. I think there was some kids' movie about emojis or something like that. I mean, but then there's kids' movies about everything. I mean, there's kids' there movies is. about how people live under the
1: water and can breathe without having lungs. I mean, so I, right. I don't. Know. I don't th- yeah, there was a movie. There is a movie, the Emoji movie, which I've seen with my son because he went through a phase last year where we watched it several times more than I would have liked. And... I've never heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like they do it in the emoji movie really it's um emojis are stored let me tell you how they're stored first so they're right. how we how we get them how we store them and how we get them then you'll understand how it works so it, there's a unicode consortium and this goes way way back you know you press you know the letter u and you put in like a few characters and then boom yeah unicode are literally
0: the driver of every single thing there is every letter every symbol in every language has a unicode for it and the computer reads it as the unicode so that there are no 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 bit of confusion in you know like an e in english is just a plain e an e with One of the several different, like an accent like you or an accent grave in French, that's an E, but it's a different Unicode because it has a different symbol attached to it. So the output display is different,
1: so it's a different Unicode. Exactly, thank you. You explained is a Unicode (laughs) now. Now, that's now there's you know this consortium where all this is stored is stored on a server in guess where Silicon Valley. Well, you didn't even let me guess, <laughs> What kind of joke is that? Oh, guess, no, let me tell you first. Thanks, Hayes. And yeah, no problem, no problem. And the holder of this is a guy in Silicon Valley. His name is Mark Davis. He is, this is all like a volunteer work, but he's the president and co-founder of the consortium. Oh, so he's like the overlord of emoji? <laughs> Yeah, he's like the overlord. Yes. And he's like a very well-seasoned engineer in the tech world. He works at Google. You know, he's worked for IBM and Apple. So he's been entrusted with this. And there's actually, to add the emojis here, you need a, a, there's a checklist, a certain criteria you need to meet to submit a proposal uh, for the emoji to be placed in the Unicode Consortium. And um, anyone can do this anytime. time. Uh, they meet a few times a year, and there's a few members, voting members, and the committee decides through that. Um, so that's really how that works. That's how you I get emoji out there. Yes. Now, the second part of that is once you get the emoji out of the consortium, doesn't mean that the platform, like Facebook or Apple or Google are gonna pick it up. Right. Well, that was what I was just going to ask you about. Okay. So you've
0: got this Unicode and you've got a new Unicode and let's say that it is for the sake of argument, the Unicode is one, two, three, A, B. And that is the assigned Unicode code for this symbol. Well, if I'm, android or i'm apple or i'm samsung or i'm telegram or i'm facebook messenger until i go back and rewrite the acceptance of these additional unicodes into my platform recognition i'm going to guess that this is how when you send something on one platform and you think that it's going to show up as an emoji but then all of a sudden it doesn't it either shows up as obj in a dashed square or it shows up as one of those funky little question marks right that would lead me to believe that this is because that platform has not yet adopted that particular unicode recognition into their platform is that what happens that's exactly right Well, you know, when I'm bored and you give me some things to look at, I go off and Google in a different
1: direction sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and the popularity of emojis hasn't been higher. I know you've done, you've seen that. Oh yeah.
0: Emojis are like, like I say on Instagram, it's so easy to just go boop, 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 tap, 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 and, and convey some sort of a sentiment as opposed to, even with the swipe keyboard, actually writing out the words. So, yeah, I mean, it's like the lazy man's smiley face, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way of putting it. Well, you know, I'm not a man, but I'm
1: nothing if not lazy. <laughs> yeah, and they have like emoji mashups. Have you seen those? No, but
0: I just saw a FedEx truck chasing an Amazon Prime van down my street. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like they're racing or something. I don't know. What? That's so random. You know, I said that I have the, the blinds are open. I'm up here in the clubhouse, which is sort of trapped between used to be the guest room and is going to be my office, which might cause it the clubhouse. And sure. so I see like every day, all the shit that goes by on the street, like people out walking their dogs, people out riding their bicycles, every delivery van that comes to a neighborhood drives by my house. And like, literally, I just watched the Amazon van speed down the road. And then the next thing you know, there's a FedEx van speeding, like way speeding. It's like they're chasing each other. I don't know. Maybe they are on the same route and they want
1: to do, who knows.
0: Anyway, I just thought I'd
1: mention it did you see the Amazon employees walk out of the warehouse and the guy's reading in the microphone. He's like, I understand essential items, but a dildo, a dildo. That's not essential. I'm sorry. Back in the Victorian
0: times in England, those were considered to be an absolute medical necessity to cure hysterical women.
1: Oh, so yeah, that's what's happened with like the, the Amazon factory workers. Well, you know, I'm going to say that... And everything's been canceled on our end. Everything is delayed and canceled. Well,
0: I think that the Amazon people and the Instacart people, and I think that if enough of them put their foot down and say we're not going to work under these conditions because you expect us to come to work while you sit at home something is going to have to change and it's going to have to change very quickly i mean the u.s jobs report came out today and unemployment claims doubled from last week 6.6 million unemployment claims that's so
1: unsustainable yeah, that's a huge number. I mean, we have had a huge number in, in Canada too. The most we
0: had back in like 2010 after the housing crash was like 340,000 a week. I mean, you're talking about that's orders crazy. of magnitude here that are simply it's not even sustainable. I mean, something has to change here. I don't know what it's going to be, but something's going right. to have to change. And I think that in my personal opinion, expecting a low-income group of people who absolutely have to show up for work or they won't be able to eat to be the canaries in the coal mine is a very unrealistic situation i mean this this goes right back to times to like triangle shirtwaist factory fire where you know all the rich people got the nice shirts and all the poor people got set on fire when the doors were locked and they couldn't get out of the factory where they were making the shirts for 10 cents a day or what the fuck ever they were getting. So anyway, not to get off from the emoji thing, just um, maybe we need like some kind of an emoji for bullshit. Anyway, um, you are gonna ask me about Twitter next, I think, from your outline. And I'm going to throw that one right back in your lap because the last time I looked at Twitter was probably... Not long after Donald Trump got into office because I can't stand it. Well, I know that you go on Twitter to like complain. Uh, that's all. You know what? And the way that I do that is like, I literally, I fire up the Twitter. Yeah, I, I do don't. like an at such and such. And,
1: yeah, and then you're out of there.
0: And then I don't even go back and look at it again. I mean, if you put your order number into that, that tweet, they'll, they'll come
1: back to you an email real quick. <laughs> so yeah um yeah okay put it back to me so twitter has these they take emojis back on the lighter side of uh, the show we'll talk about emojis um and yeah twitter has like these mashups so like you can have um you know a monocle and a band and a, a, a hurt emoji you know has a bandage over its head and you can put them together so it's a bot that will put them together. So then it's like you have a, you know, a glass eye with a bandaid over your head. So that's like, a,
0: that's a mashup. So that's like saying that the Monopoly guy got ran
1: over by the Amazon Prime truck. Exactly, exactly. You know, another one, you can have like three of them where like, you know, the one with a halo and one with a crown and um, with the cross eyes, you can put those together. And that could be one emoji. So People that's have like, way too much time on their hands, right? They do. but so Google got on board with this as well. Of course, they did. And then they have like it's called an, it's actually called an emoji kitchen. It's actually recently come out with on Google, and when you're typing away, and you hold down, you know, instead of just tapping the emoji. Assuming uh, this is, it, is Android specific, and iPhone. It's Android it, specific. But, yes. Okay. Yeah, this is Android specific, and if you just press it and hold, so let's say a cowboy emoji, so we could come up as a kissing cowboy, and a heart cowboy, and a ghost cowboy, and a crying cowboy. Well, how do you know what you're going to no. get? Well, no, it comes up in a little thing, so it has a little square, you know, like you hold it, and it comes up with those different selections. Keep talking, I'm just doing um, So that's really it. It's actually a... Beta, you may not have it if you don't have the latest. I I don't even have my phone on me before we did this, so. I'm
0: looking right now. Oh wait, I don't want to send weird emojis to people. Uh, Hold on, so wait, there's a cat. Here, I got a person. Um, Where's the cowboy? I'm looking for the cowboy right now. Well, there he is. No, that's a farmer with a pitchfork. Hold on, oh, that could be interesting. Do you get anything? Oh my God, I can get a farmer with a pitchfork in 83
1: different colors. Um, oh, yeah. See, in different colors, and they have different, like, a yeah, but
0: you color. know, that was a weird thing with like Apple. When you choose a color, you kind of stuck with the color. Oh, how cute is that? You can get mermaids with pink tails, and green tails, and aqua tails.
1: And there you go. There you go. That's called an emoji kitchen. I and mean, they're just coming, they're going to be rolling that out. It's in beta and such. Well, can you get? Huh? The
0: bearded hipster man. Oh no, just weird different variations. Um, I guess it's all right. I mean, yeah, I admit, like I say, I use them a lot on Instagram. Yes, I use them occasionally on Facebook. Actually, I've been using them a lot on Facebook the last couple weeks because. As we all know, I am probably a bit sharp tongued on occasion, and sometimes I want to be like sharp tongued, and then be like, "Oh, I'm not really dogging on you." So here's a little smiley face. Don't feel so bad.
1: Yes, I've seen I've seen you on there, or maybe I'm just using them
0: for additional sarcasm.
1: You've had (laughs) you've had some fun lately on Facebook. (laughs) That's for sure.
0: You know what? I absolutely refuse to go into some sort of a completely negative attitude because I read all this stuff and like perfectly normal people are absolutely freaking out over things that we don't even yet know for sure that we need to be freaking out about now 6.6 million jobless claims today that is something that people need to be freaking out about okay Mm -hmm. 6.6 million people without a fucking job that's a whole lot worse than people getting sick. A lot worse because yeah, now yeah, how it's, many it's, people going to live in three months? The economy. I mean, where will they live? How will they have food to eat? I mean, your tenant didn't pay rent this month. And you were kind enough to say, okay, that's fine. Don't pay rent this month. But what are you going to do two months from now if they haven't paid rent? Right. That's gonna be a problem. This is going to be a, the law of what unintended going to consequences.
1: What's gonna bridge the gap? Yeah, um, you know, we've you know, our government set forth a bit more in place than yours.
0: Your government doesn't have the money to support this though. Where are they gonna get
1: the money to do these things? And uh, we, you know, we're going to, we're, we're doing our best. We're all in this together. We have a manufacturing arm. It's making everything, which you guys will be needing soon. People have to have
0: the money to pay for stuff. Otherwise yeah. the whole thing stops working. And everybody's borrowing on credit. And the price of oil was at its Ooh. lowest since 2002 on Monday.
1: Yes. That's yes. another
0: problem, you know? I mean, all these things are completely hinged together.
1: And, and we have Alberta to deal with with that.
0: Oh, my God. And it's so insane. Did you know that the price of Canadian crude is at like $6 right now? $6, I know. It it's doesn't even make it worth it to
1: take it out of the ground. I know. I Thank you. You just took the words out of my mouth. It's just, it's not worth it. It's really affecting, it's really hard hitting that part of our economy. Everybody. I mean, this is like, we've just reached the apex of mass hysteria. Uh, I don't know if you're at the apex. You're getting close, though. It's Countries cannot simply print
0: money without inflation. Google cannot simply make emojis and expect them to work at other places without other places figuring out how to recode their system to make these new unicodes work.
1: I mean, oh, nice. back to emojis. How about that? That's a great way to end this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like looking. I'm like, oh, I'm so far off track. How can I bring it back to emojis in a logical <laughs> way?
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: You know, it's really nice to see you on the Zoom when we record these because for the listening audience, if you don't know, we actually, we record on Zoom and we see each other and then we cut the audio out and clean it up. And well, we don't really clean it up that much because why would we bother at this point? And so, uh, but it's just not the same, you know, like I'm thinking literally it was what 10 weeks ago that I was in Toronto with you and yeah. that seems like yeah. 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think March took like five years to get
0: through. <laughs> like I'm running low on Neocitrin now because I was a dumbass and I didn't get more when I was up there. And you know what? I am such a dumbass because when the woman at Customs said, have you been to China? I probably should have thought, oh, I should buy a whole bunch of Canadian drugs and bring them home because we don't have a big supply because nobody's been sick at my house for a long time. (laughs) Yes. so I don't know. This is all pretty crazy.
1: Um, We did another episode about emojis, didn't we? uh, Yes, we did. It was uh, episode 72, the emoji factor, how emojis uh, helps your brand with your brand messaging and it increases convergence. Do you think it still does? I think it still does (laughs) and I think you should listen and go back to the archives and listen to
0: it. Well, you know, I think one other thing that we should actually touch upon that we maybe should have touched upon earlier, but we didn't, is that sort of the new standard, at least for the immediate future, is the sort of distance marketing, as you call it, no contact sport, whatever you want to say, and in that situation using mobile, using notifications, using online platforms, all of those things are going to become a lot more important. They are so if you need some help, um mobilewalletmarketer dot com, uh, you can always send us an email. It's info at domino dot com. Uh, If you're in the cannabis business and you actually have any money left to spend on marketing at the moment, that one would be cannabiswallet.net. I mean, you know, I, I sent you that article the other day that said that, you know, brands who continue to market or amp up their marketing efforts during a recession or a tough economic period tend to come out exponentially stronger than companies that do not,
1: Yes, I know we were talking about that. I believe that too. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you know, I don't know
0: about you, but good God, my email inboxes are so overloaded right now. Really? Oh yeah, I was reading the MailChimp stats say that email sending is up by 4,000%. 4, 4,000%. 4, yeah, 4,000%. now opens are up by 24%, but well, sending so. is up by 4,000%. And I think it's, by, we're quickly going to come to the point where people are sick and tired of seeing all these crappy emails. Sure. And they're going to go into like, I, I figure that if this continues another 60 days, that the email open rate is going to drop to almost nothing because everything is masks and blah 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 and, you know, there's like some crazy prepper shit out there and, you know, stuff like that. So I don't think that we can overestimate the continued ability of lock screen messaging to be the most effective way to get someone's attention for the moment. Just saying if you're not doing mobile in your business or if you are an agency or a designer or marketer and you are not working with your clients on a mobile solution, at least for notifications and for sort of hedging it all into one you know we we call it only channel marketing if you're not familiar with that it means it's like one hub where all of your various and sundry pieces that you use can be tied into one place um one of the really cool things about our platform that just kind of occurred to me is that it's run by at the top level apple and therefore the privacy situation is so much greater and so much better than a Facebook or a Twitter or a Zoom or an Android that's all fragmented. So definitely if you're looking for ways to maintain, stay afloat, build your business, whatever right now, then just get in touch with us and, you know, we'll get you a demo. You, We can talk to you about it. Um, You know, certainly can do whatever you want, but it's definitely something that if you are struggling to reach out to people, it isn't like an immediate overnight, oh my God, you talked to a million people. I mean, this is a thing that requires some effort on your part to build your database. Is that the word I'm looking for?
1: I think that's, that's right.
0: Yeah. Your customer
1: follows or building an email list in that same kind of way. So it does take time. It's not an overnight thing.
0: Right, but those people belong to you. You're not dependent on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anybody else to have those people and to be able to
1: contact those people or engage with those people on a reasonable schedule. Well, you make a very good point there that all the follows that you do have off of Facebook, you need to be doing something with them. They just can't stay on Facebook because that's Facebook owning them. You want the follows to be on your lists, whether it be on email or mobile, like we're suggesting, then you can actually, you know, promote exactly what you want and how you want. you don't have the middleman of Facebook. Because remember, Facebook, it's their thing. It's not your thing. It's your page, but they can take that away anytime. Oh, my God. They can put you in Instagram jail anytime they want to. They can.
0: They can. I believe we have at least one podcast episode about being in Instagram jail.
1: We do, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if you notice with Instagram, I've seen a lot more uh, local delivery services through my feed. Have you? You know that delivered alcohol is
0: like the big thing in the Bay right now, 42% increase in the amount of alcohol being sold in the San Francisco Bay Area right now.
1: I believe it. I believe that. And something else too, I'm sure.
0: And I'm going to tell you what, Drunk people buy things. So if you have used or are using a mobile platform where you could set up your lock screen notifications a drunk, uh, these people are drinking at insane hours. Like, oh, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. It's time. We can start having happy hour. And I'm like, but you live in California and it's two o'clock in New York. Oh, but that's okay. You know, it's not even let's wait till five o'clock anymore. Drunk people buy stuff. If you were using our platform and you decided to start sending people super cool lock screen notifications at, I don't know, six o'clock before they're too drunk to figure out how to type their credit cards into the entries
1: on your website, you could sell all kinds of stuff to people. (laughs) well there you go that's an amazing tip you just gave everyone
0: it is get the drunk people to buy stuff from you because you send them multiple
1: notifications with lots of emojis in your notifications right and you know do it now while the click-through rate is high on your emails do it now while the credit card declines are still low (laughs) and on that bright chipper note <laughs> Thanks for listening today. If you still are, <laughs> we still are uh, going to be
0: back in another two weeks with a new episode. I'm sad to report as my final thing that our um, our new super secret project did not launch this week. Um, I again believe we're two weeks at least away from launch. But you know we are on the one hand kind of inundated with adapting our mobile stuff for people who need it or are already using it or who want to use it. So we're super busy with that. We're still working on the other thing, but, um, go away. Sorry. My phone was ringing. Uh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, we're going to wrap it up, but you, you should talk to us. If you own a small business, you should talk to us. You know, we want to work with small business people. We're willing to do what we can to help you out. And if that means, you know, kickstarting you with a free month or something like that, fine. We're happy to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening. Have a great day.
0: Excellent.